Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Well, praise the Lord, Brother Tommy. How are you doing? I am too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) My friend, are you ready to preach? I'm as ready to preach with as much as in me is, as the Apostle said. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Um, Are you on uh, regular phone mode or are you on speaker mode? What do you got it on right now? I'm on regular, regular phone. Okay. Unless you want me to put it on speaker. Try speaker. I just want to see if there's any difference in audio quality. Yeah, sure. Try that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, right here. No difference. I didn't hear any difference. So, uh, you well, can that's go. good. Well, that way my employees can hear this. It's up to you. Um, just hold it as close to your mouth as you can, and then we'll get the best audio. Uh, everybody, welcome aboard. I'm excited to be here with Pastor Tommy Hollihan. He's an evangelist out of Florida. And um, many of you know him, but for those that don't, uh, I want to encourage you to go back in and get the previous archives because every one of these shows is a home run for Jesus. Brother Tommy, would you like to open us up in prayer? I would. 
Greetings, everybody. I love you so much. You're listening all over the world, and I'm right here in hot old Florida. But as I told you, I'm too blessed to be stressed. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Now, Father, you hear us, and you love us intensely because you love us in your Son, and you placed us in Christ when we were saved. Hallelujah. And Lord, not only did you place us in Christ, but you are in us now also through the blessed Holy Spirit. So Lord, as you prayed in John's Gospel 17, you prayed to the Father, I in you, you in me, and us in them, and we are one. We ask you to bless the hearer. I pray for the power of the Holy Ghost to touch people wherever they are. Devil, back off in Jesus' name. By the authority of the name of Jesus, every oppressing spirit, every lying spirit, everything that would speak hopelessness, you're a liar, devil, and you're going to hell, and you're not taking us with you. We pray now, Lord, to fill your hearers with hope. My preaching at best, Lord, can help no one unless the anointing of your spirit Rest heavily, heavily, Lord, and deliver your people. Touch them, encourage them, and lift them. We ask this through the mighty name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. My hero, wherever you're listening, how we thank God for Brother Shannon, our dear host of this show, and his passion and his love for God. What a, what a blessing from the Lord. And thank you, Brother Shannon, for allowing me the privilege of speaking here. So we're very excited. At the end of the show, I'll tell you where I'm, by the grace of God, holding several crusades next week in New Jersey and New York. But now let's get on to what God's put on my heart. Friend, I, uh, the last week I felt a mysterious oppression coming upon me. And I really never, ever, ever have an oppression. Uh, I just always feel the peace of God, but I could feel this thing. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to fast and pray. So I spent three days, uh, you know, just fasting liquids only. And the enemy said, you can't do it. You're getting too old for this, but he's a liar. One of the greatest things that you can do for your life is to take a pure fast with water only. It'll cleanse you. And of course we know that fasting doesn't move God. It moves us and faith moves God. But having spent that time before the Lord, I can now talk about it. Uh, the oppression broke, and uh, the Lord showed me what it was, which I'm not going to go into, but it's part of the, what's happening in the world today. It's a thick presence of Antichrist spirit that is here and is growing. And if never, ever, ever before, my friends, have we have a need, child of God, listen to me, to draw near to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will, he will draw near to you. You know, there's times I got to take myself, as A.W. Tozer said, by the scruff of the neck and drag myself at times to that prayer closet or drag myself, uh, you know, to the place sometimes of obedience. Yes, there's grace and yes, there's mercy every day, but yeah, there's flesh too. And flesh is flesh, my friend. And there's times I just got to take that uh, myself and say, okay, you're going to pray or you're going to fast or you're going to read that word. And once you go, you start, oh my Lord, then, you know, you kick in and it's a flow. Okay. But I want to encourage you, my friends, hear me. 
Press into the Lord in this hour. Right? Paul said what in Philippians 3? He said, I have not attained perfection, which means Christ-likeness, because we're not going to be there till we get there. Nobody's going to be totally like Christ till we're in heaven. But Paul said this one thing I do. I said, forgetting what's behind, reaching to what's ahead, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Remember this, dear saint, as you listen to me. The anointing, the power of God in your life is in the press. I'm going to say that again. The power and the quickening anointing of God in this final hour is in your press. Paul said, I press. How do you get grapes to, to turn them into wine? You have to press them in the wine vat. Otherwise, you're just looking at grapes all day. And I want to encourage you to press in. Ah, you say to what? Press into prayer. Press in in his word. Press in in worship, see? Uh, press in in fellowship with the saints of God. The anointing is in the press. Don't sit in that front of, t front of that devil vision, I mean that television, and let your brain rot. You got to sometimes pick yourself up, turn off the social media, turn off the Facebook, turn off everything except Omega Man, and press into God. And I tell you what, even if it's a little time in the morning, you'll be so glad you did because your day will be different as the fragrance of heaven touches your soul. And as the fear begins to leave you, and as the oppression begins to leave you, you will feel the refreshing presence of God as you meet him in the garden every morning. Do it, my friends. He's sweeter than anything. You won't need that drink. You won't need that pill, my friend, to get away the fear and the nervousness. The presence of God will touch you. I don't know. I just felt to share that. That's not my message, but I love everyone. I wish I could see you so I could give you all a hug and tell you much I love you and how much God really loves you. He really, really does. Now, listen to this, eh? As I'm seeking the Lord, the Lord in the last few weeks has put it my, he talked to me, and, and I say that, I don't say that often. I do not hear from God much. Uh, some people hear from God every 10 minutes, and the Lord told me to go to the store, not that store, this store. No, I said, one day, no wonder I don't hear from God. God's so busy talking to this fellow, he got no time to talk to me. But um, a lot of what we say we heard from God is just presumption or us thinking it's God. Uh, there's actually only, I believe, 21 recorded times in the entire book of Acts, which covers 30 years that we record Paul actually heard God speak to him. So we got to be very careful when we say God spoke to me. We better know that it's the Lord, and it better be backed up by Scripture. we got to be very careful with that, this uh, always saying the Lord spoke to me. But I will tell you this, dear friend, I've been on my face before God since July of last year seeking Him, saying, Lord, what do you want your servant to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? How should I serve you in these end times? Do you want to use me? Do you not want to use me? Whatever you want, Lord, I'd be more than willing to do. And the Lord said, well, here's the thing. He said, I want you to seek me. I said, okay, Lord, what about ministry? Forget about ministry. He said, seek me. I want you to know me, son. I want you to ask me to draw you deeper and deeper into me. And as you dig deeper, the Lord said, as I pull you into me, and as my spirit does a new work in you, overflow will come. Hallelujah. The Lord said, I will flow out of you in a new way, and then I will give you direction. You see, you have to attend to the depth, and God will attend to the breath. I'm going to say that again. If you attend to the depth, 
in your walk with Christ, he will attend to the with that is the spreading of your ministry, your influence in the world and in your society, in your home and wherever you are. Oh, it is the Holy Spirit coming forth in you that makes the difference in your home. The atmosphere is charged with love. That wicked flesh that is still alive in all of us gets subjugated because the Holy Spirit is living big in us and we have the ability to walk in love and walk in kindness and peace and charity and long suffering. And in our home, our the people in our home are blessed. My wife is blessed. See, my grandson who I'm raising is blessed. A little monkey. I've had him since he's just a little guy. And now he's almost as tall as me. He's 14. And you know, he's uh, going through those years and he's challenging me on this and that. If I say black, he says white. You know, he knows everything. (laughs) But, um, oh, the Lord has given me an ability to love him with the love of Christ. And he must tell me and my wife at least 20 times a day, I love you. I love you. I love you. And he sees the love of God through us. And and then he responds with love. See, and that's what am I saying? Why am I telling you this? Because out of seeking the Lord comes a fresh baptism of the Spirit that touches your world, that is your home. When Jesus said, go into all the world, he didn't mean leave for China. Your world is your home. It's 7-Eleven down the block. It's stores around you, shopping centers, your school, your college, wherever you work. God sends you to China, go. But when he said, go into all the world, it means your world. As you seek the Lord, as you cry out to God, as you say, Lord, I want to know you, I want to know you, and I want to really walk with you in your spirit and be led of you and full with your love. He'll do it, but you have to persist in that. And then the wonder of wonders, his glory begins to touch people. I've been doing that now uh, more than ever before. I've been making that my practice for 50 years, but more than ever before, I'm in the fear of the Lord. And I said, Lord, do you want me to continue with this corporation I own, or do you want me to go uh, into ministry again full-time? Because don't forget, I've had a church here for many years in Florida, but uh, we amalg- uh, merged it with another church, and I've been traveling, ministering. So anyway, I seek in the Lord, and this is what he told me a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the Lord told me this. He said to me, Tommy, my people are not prepared for what's coming. He said, I want you to help me. I want you to help me to get them prepared. And he said, don't compromise my word. Don't be a man pleaser. I want you to help my people to get ready. And I knew it was the soft voice of Jesus and it grew on me. And then of course the Lord begins to confirm it through other people, through things you read. And you know how that is when the Lord is really talking to you, it'll be sometimes be confirmed through your pastor. You'll hear a sermon or you'll read something. There'll be a sign. You know, Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord has confirmed this to me. And I said, okay, Lord. And the Lord said, now you're going to need my word for today. I said, you mean the Bible? He said, no, you always need the Bible. That's the written word. He said, but you're going to need the rhema word. You're going to need to hear directly what I'm saying to you, Tommy, for this generation. He said, now I will give you what I've always given you, supernatural power to drive out demons and to heal people. And that will get their attention. He said, if you'll seek me and not your, not yourself, don't seek your own glory. Don't seek for ministry. Don't seek anything. Smith Wigglesworth said, I sought only Jesus and all else sought me. He said, just seek me for my glory to be glorified, and I will give you what I've given you since you were a young man. Supernatural power. He said, in that supernatural power, people will be delivered, healed, 
of incurable diseases, and that will get their attention so that they're able to hear the uncompromising word I'm going to give you for this hour. He said, but this, the message that I'm going to give you, and I'm giving it to my other servants, is going to get people uh, through until the rapture. It's going to get them through. Now, please hear me when I say this to you. And I love you. I wish every one of you were here right now, including Brother Shannon, so I could give you a hug. I love every one of you very dearly, very, very dearly. So let me say this to you. We're in the last hour of the end times. Now, the end times have been the end times have been happening for two thousand years. See, you know, two thousand years ago, uh, Paul, Peter, and them called it the end, the the you know, the last days. They called it the last days. How do we know that? Because Second Timothy chapter three verse one, he said, "Know this that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God." And he went on to enunciate the signs of the day of the last days of the last days. We're in the last days of the last days right now. Okay. We're in them right now. You say, well, everybody said, no, no, everybody doesn't say that. There's a lot of things that are happening right now that have never happened, never happened since the days of Jesus. They did not happen in the first, second, and third century. They didn't happen in the third to the fifth century, or I should say the third to the 15th century when Roman Catholicism ruled. They sure did not happen in the 15th century, um, you know, up until now. There are things that have happened that um, absolutely have never, ever, ever happened before. So we know that we're in the last days of the last days. And so we have to be real careful. And here's what Paul said. He said, know this, that perilous times will come. In the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of self more, he said, than lovers of God. They will be lovers of self, and they will love themselves, actually said, more than they love God. I want you all to stop right now for the next 30 seconds, and I want you to pray right now. I just feel as I want all of you listening to pray that God open your ears. I think that was enough time right there, Radio Lands, and I just felt really in my heart that you could all be praying because of what I'm about to say is absolutely catastrophically important. We are in the last days, the end time of the end times. And the apostle said this, he said, he said, know this, know this, that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. Don't believe, listen to me carefully. Jesus is soon to come. Yes, he is coming. And the rapture of the church will occur. But prior to that time, there will be a perilous time that we're going to have to endure and make it through till Jesus comes. We're going to have to make it through to that time. And that's the time we're in right now. And that's what the Lord said, prepare my people. He said, I'm going to anoint your hands and your mouth. When you pray over people, speak to them. My power is going to absolutely lift them and destroy yokes of bondage. I'm going to get ready to pray a miracle prayer for you at the end of this message. But right now, here's what I want to say to you. He said, know this. Second Timothy 3.1. If you have a Bible, open it up. Second Timothy 3.1. He said, know this. The word know in Greek, watch this, it means to know with certain, certain, 
with certainty, emphatically, and categorically. It's a compound of two different words. Certainly, categorically, he said, and emphatically, you are to know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. We're in those perilous times right now, and you need to know what I'm about to tell you. Number one, he said, you have to know this for sure. We're right there. So what, what, and I can go through you with the rest of the things he talked about, about the perilous times, which I'm not going to go into on this show, but here's what I want to say. I said, Lord, how do I prepare them? How do I prepare myself, my wife, my children? I've got six children and 13 grandchildren. How do I prepare my family and the world for what you're about to do. He said, I'm going to give you a specific word and I'm going to give you a specific revelation. And uh, this has to do also with my opening up my new center in New York called the Presence Center. Yes, the Presence Center, subtitled the School of Tyrannius. That's what I'm getting ready to open in New York. And what this is, is this. I'm dedicating my life over again to helping people get through these hard times. And one of the greatest things, my friend, please hear me, that's going to get you through till Jesus comes, watch this, with victory, with victory. So I said, well, wait a minute, I, I thought we're just going to get raptured. No, 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 we're going to win. Listen to me, I've read the back of the book. Yes, we do win, but, but there's a battle before every victory. And in a, in a game, your basketball, football, there's still a battle on the field before you win. So listen, wake up, America. Wake up to the world. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be difficulty. Perilous times are going to come. We can't hide behind a whiskey bottle. We can't just shut, pull the shutters down, say, I hope everything gets better. I'm going to hang out here Jesus comes. Uh-uh. Here's what the Lord wants from us. And this is why I'm opening up my presence center in New York. This is uh, subtitled The School of Tyrannius. Let me tell you what that is. Paul spent three years in Asia, in Ephesus, teaching at the school of Tyrannius. And the Bible says, out of that school, day and night, he ministered. And the word of the Lord went all over Asia. Wow. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, that's what you're going to do, Tommy. You're going to teach the seven foundational truths of the word of God that I gave to my church in the early day. And you're going to teach these seven key revelatory foundational truths that set the child of God as in a foundation for supernatural living and an ability to make their decisions correctly and to be led by the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me out there? Friend, when Paul spoke to Timothy in both the pastoral epistles over and over, he said, Give yourself to sound teaching, sound teaching, sound teaching. Most Christians I meet today, they don't know the Word of God. They have a few choice scriptures. They go to church, and their preachers are more motivational speakers than they are preachers and teachers of the uncompromised Word of God. Friend, I want to hear you. And there's some good. I go to a great church now. I, Word of God is preached. The pastor's on fire. What a difference it makes when you're in a church that preaches and teaches no compromise. 
lies. And you can't even get in this this church. You can't get in uh, early service, thousand people, second, and people. Are, there's a new breed of Christians that are saying, we need God and we need uncompromised teaching. And they're running, they're running, they're running to the altars to, to get saved and to um, hear the uncompromised teaching of the Word of God. It's a wonderful thing. So you say, friend, well, Tommy, you're, you seem to be old. No, everything here I'm saying is related. Here's what I'm saying to you. There are seven keys that have to be understood. The seven foundational truths of the Word of God are absolutely vital for you to understand if you're going to make it through the end times. Well, how do I know that? Because Paul wrote to a church in the Hebrew church, they were drifting. They were in terrible times and they were drifting. So the apostle Paul wrote to them. He said, you're slipping and you're drifting. He said, so I'm going to stop your drifting and I'm going to stop your, your falling away. And this is what he said to them. He said, you're going to make it to the end, but you're going to have to get something straight. He rebukes them. He says, by this time, you should be teachers. Hebrews chapter 5. He said, by this time, you should be teachers, but you have need that you be taught again. What are the first principles of the word of God? He said, you, 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 you're babies. He said, by this time, you ought to be teaching, but you're still babies. Can you imagine going into a first grade classroom? There's all six-year-olds, five-year-olds, and there's a 60-year-old man sitting there hunched over the desk. He's got gray hair, and he's writing his ABCs. And you say, excuse me, this looks a little weird, so what are you doing? He well, I never passed. I've been here right now about 55 years, and I never passed first grade. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody loves a baby. When you look in the crib and the baby's got a beard, something's wrong. We have to understand God is calling us in this hour to a place of maturity. And he's saying to you, I want you to come out of a baby stage. You can be saved 20 years and be a baby Christian, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I've been saved 50 years next month. You can still be a baby. What determines adulthood is, your, is when you hear the word of God and act on it. Let me say it again. When you hear the word of God and act, not just hear, hear it and act on it. How do I know that? Jesus said, take heed how you hear. He said, with the measure that you hear, it shall be given to you. He said, but those of you that are not hearing, even that which you seem to have will be taken from you. What do you mean by that? Jesus didn't say, take heed what to hear. He said, take heed how you hear. And the reason for that is this. Some people are casual listeners. They listen, yeah, yeah, that's okay. They watching TV, listen to the word. They, they don't really hear the word of God. The word hear in Greek means to listen, to digest, to understand, and to act. Again, to listen, to digest, to understand, and act. Until the Word of God is understood and acted on, it'll never have activation in your life. It's like having a seed in a garage. There's a whole, whole, all these beautiful seeds, rose for rose bush, it just sits there, does nothing. And but one day he said, Well, I gotta do something. You take it out of the garage and you plant it, pour it water in it, starts growing roses. That word of God sitting on your table, sitting in your car, wherever that Bible is, until you hear it, that is, listen to it, understand it, let it get in you, watch this, and then act on it, it will not do you any good. It'll not do you any good. You have to act on it, listen to it, and then it becomes 
the word of life. And then it becomes the word. Then it becomes real in your life. Then it becomes real in your life. But it has to be acted on. You say, but wait a minute, Tommy. I go to church. Um, I go to church every week, and I hear the word of God. And yeah, I hear you. And I go to church too and hear the word of God. But no, but, but it has to be. I, I know I'm being redundant. Let me say this again. Jesus never said, "Take heed what you hear." Again, I'm going to say it to you. He said, "Take heed how you hear." You see, so you can be a casual listener. The word how in Greek, again, let me go over this. It means to first listen, secondly understand, thirdly digest, but here's the most important part, act upon, act upon. Now, the Hebrew church had the same problem the church in America and around the world has today. They were hearing, 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 but they weren't listening, understanding, and acting on the word. You can't grow in God without the word of God. How do I know that? First Peter chapter 1, as newborn babies, he said to the baby church, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's as we read the word, we let it, we understand it, we assimilate it, and then we act on it. Ooh, that's when we start growing in God. That's, that's God's way. It's the only way. It's like, you know, if you have a baby and you put him on the table and say, hope you grow, God bless you, see you in nine months, baby's going to die. The baby has to be fed with milk. Then the, the, the milk gets a little bit stronger. Then we give him solid food. This is where Paul was with the church in Hebrews. He said, I want to feed you meat but you're not able because you're still babies. They were 60-year-old men still sitting in the first-grade desk. They never grew as in the Lord, just like a lot of people don't grow as Christians. They're saved 10, 20, 30 years, but they're exactly the way they were the day they were saved. You don't want to be that way, the friend. Listen to me. There's no time left. We are in the end of the end times. We're in the last hour of what's called the last days. Evil has swept into our world with such an accelerated pace that you can barely keep up with it. Just put the news on. Look at what's going on. Two years ago, who was talking about nuclear war? Three years ago. Was anyone talking about? No, there was no talk. Now, every time you put the news on, we hear China's talking about nukes. We hear Russia's talking about nukes. And they're not just talking about it. These madmen will use them. Who thought that that would happen? Look at on your news. Look what's going on. Look at the filth. That's sweeping our world, not only our nation. Those of you listening in Europe right now, you're listening in Asia. Look at what is going on in your nation. There is such a maddening case of evil like never before that many Christians have pulled the shades down and just said, I can't deal with it. And however, they're anesthetizing themselves. But that's not what God's called you to do. If you're going to make it in this last day, I can hear the trumpet. Jesus is coming, friend. The rapture is soon to occur. It will occur. But until that day, we have a battle in this last days that we have to get through. And what's going to help you is going to be receiving what Paul said to the Hebrew church in Hebrews chapter 6. He said, therefore, leaving the elementary principles of the word of God, let us go on to perfection, more maturity, not laying again. I'm quoting it verse exactly as it's written in the word, not laying again. <clears throat> he said the, the, the foundational truths of, watch this, repentance from dead works, faith toward God, baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Did you hear that? Paul the Apostle 
revealed the mystery in Hebrews of why Christians stay babies and even blow away. The Hebrew church was blowing away. They were going back to Judaism saying, forget Jesus, this didn't work. He didn't give me this. He didn't do that for me. And they were backsliding horribly. And so Paul said, I got to help you guys because you're drifting. He said, if you fall away, see, backsliding is different than falling away. People fall into sin, they bat- which we shouldn't do. Go into sin and, and, and you can be recovered from that if you're willing. But a person that's fallen away cannot recover and come back to Christ. I'll tell you how I know that. Read what it says in the rest of Hebrews 6. He said, for if you've tasted of the heavenly gift of the Holy Ghost and the good things of the world to come and you fall away, he said, you cannot be renewed to repentance. And let me explain that verse to you. Because if you're listening to this radio broadcast and you love God, that's not you're not in that category. The word falling away means to reject Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, who you once knew, turn completely from him, denounce him, and accept a new way of salvation other than the blood. That's what it means to fall away. That's what these people were doing in Hebrews. These Jewish Christians were going back to Judaism. They were going back to the law, you see. And Paul warned them. He said, no, 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 you've got to come back to faith in Christ. People, those of you listening, listen to me very carefully. You will not walk along with God if you will not allow the word of God to retrain your mind. When you're saved, you are saved, but your mind, will, and emotions must be renewed. And the only way that can happen is through the power of the Holy Ghost and through the Word of God. You do not have an option. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. I want you to ask the Lord to give you a new hunger for him, a new hunger for his word. Sometimes we drift. I've been serving the Lord 50 years, and it sounds like, mm, I don't feel like reading my Bible. Why? Because feelings get in the way. We get led by our feelings. Well, you know, I got to pray. I don't feel like praying. Well, no, I'm not going to let my feelings dictate my life. I said, Father, I'm going to pray to you because your word says to, and I'm, I need to lift people up. Because remember this, people, there, there's such a thing as unanswered prayer, but there's no such thing as unheard prayer. God hears every single prayer you pray. So sometimes we just have to drag ourselves by the scuff of the neck and say, I'm going to church, I'm getting into that word, I'm going to pray. And then the Holy Spirit picks it up and it becomes easier. But I'm laying a foundation with you out there in Radio Land all over the world for what I'm going to be saying, if the Lord be willing, Brother Shannon, let me. I will give you, over the next several months or several weeks, as the Lord permits me, what I've dedicated the rest of my life to with very deep study. I'm studying very deeply in the Greek, Aramaic, and particularly in the Hebrew, these subjects, so I can enunciate them correctly to you without getting it wrong. You have to hear me one more time. You must have a solid foundation or your building will never stand in the last days. Hebrew, excuse me, Psalms 11.3 says, without a foundation, no one can stand. Your foundation has to be correct. And I am a foundation builder. I'm not much good for anything else in my life, you see. But God called me for 50 years, 47 years I've been ordained to build foundations in people's lives. 
See, Paul said, I laid your foundation. He said, Apollos and these other guys built on it. So I'm not interested in building on that foundation. I'm interested in laying foundations, and other men and women of God will, will build on top of that. But God called me to be a foundation layer. And I've got thousands, not hundreds, but mass thousands of people over the years that I've been privileged to lay that foundation in. And they will text me to this day, call me, Facebook me, you name it. Pastor Tommy, you don't remember me back in the 80s, the 90s, or the early millennia, or in the 70s. You laid our foundation, yada, 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 and we're still here because of it. Well, we know they're here not because of me, because I'm a nobody telling everybody about somebody that can change everybody. But we know that it was, I may have laid that foundation, but it was the grace of God that's kept those people all these years. But remember this, had that foundation not been laid in their life, they would have been blown away. Many of them did blow away. There was a period of my life where I burned out. As a minister, I burned out. You see, I spend more time with God's people than I did with him, and I eventually burned out, developed a nervous condition, and and and, and I went off. And the Lord had to take five, I took five years out of the ministry for the Lord to restore me back to a glowing love affair with him. And that, unfortunately, is the story of many men that God uses, especially when you have large ministries. We get so busy with the work of God, we forget the God of the work, right? So back to this. You with me, Brother Shannon? Yes, sir. This is a powerful word. If you're just joining us, we're with Evangelist Tommy Hollihan. Keep going, my brother. So we're right up to this point here. And again, I know I'm being redundant, you know, repeating myself, but aren't you glad when you go over that bridge that the architect and the builders were redundant? <laughs> so that bridge doesn't go down. Here's what I'm going to say to you again. I'm only going to stay on another, another 10, 15 minutes and just say this to you because I love every one of you. I wish you were here so I could hug you. This is very important. Those foundational truths that I just gave you from Hebrews 6 are so important to you. They're vital that you understand. Remember what I told you, what Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Not so much what you hear, but how you're hearing it. Don't be a casual listener. And you have to ask the whole, see, I, I, I ask the Lord all the time to help me with things. Please help me, Lord, to love you more. Help me to love people more. Help me to love your word more. Help me to do this more. I ask him everything. Holy Spirit, please help. And he does. Whatever you pray for consistently, watch this, you'll have it. That's the promise of the word of God. He said, whatever you ask for me until you get it, don't quit. I'll give it to you. As long as that's something crazy, but I'm talking about the good stuff. You know, <laughs> whatever you pray for, God, I need more love for my wife. I need more love for my husband. I need more love for my children. God, take the hardness out of my heart. Please help me no longer be judgmental and hateful or whatever. Whatever it might be in your life, you ask the Lord to do that. Lord, I don't understand your word. I read it. It doesn't make sense. It condemns me. I, I don't. You tell the Lord that. Just say, Lord, please begin to open your word to me where it makes sense. Give me a hunger for your word because you can't grow as a Christian without that word. Let me let me bring this train in. All right, let me bring the plane in and land it right now. I'm not going to talk to you about those foundational principles of Hebrews six. I'm just wetting your appetite for when Brother Shannon lets me come on next. But as I begin to teach you by the grace of God on these six or seven foundational teachings. And I'm, I will teach it to you in a way, if the Lord be willing, I believe that it will be imparted into your spirit. You see, not just taught. See, there's a difference between hearing and the word being imparted to you. It'll be imparted into your heart and mind, and you'll, you'll get off the radio and say, wow, you know, 
wow, I'm changed. And it's the word of God that's going to change you. So I, I feel right now just to, again, to say to you, uh, draw near to God, Hebrews 4, excuse me, James 4, 8, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. See, draw near to God. And if you feel distance from the Lord, guess who moved? <laughs> he didn't. Take that time to draw near to God. See, turn off the TV, turn off the social media. You know, so God's not against your social media. He's not against sports. He's not against, you know, having nice things and enjoying life. He's not against that. What he is against is you having time for all of that and no time for him. That we spell I-D-O-L. It's an idol. An idol is anything that you put for God. It could be a car, it could be your business, your wife, your husband, doesn't matter. That's why the last verse of 1 John says, my little children, keep yourself from idols. Friend, this is the uncompromised word of God that I'm preaching and teaching on today. And the word of God, as it says, is sharp. Hebrews chapter 4 says it's sharper than any two-edged scalpel. He was thinking in that... Whoever wrote Hebrews had a medical knowledge, and I'll get into that at another time, because they used terms that were medical, but the word is not really sword, if you will, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's more of a scalpel. The word of God, it says, is sharper than a scalpel. It'll divide what's flesh from what's spirit. See, it'll, it'll, it'll do that. It'll change things. All right, well, listen, friend, I'm going to, uh, at this point, I'm going to Call it a day. I feel the Holy Spirit saying end early, if that's okay, Brother Shannon. Brother, powerful, uh, I don't want to open this up. Powerful word. Uh, what shall we title this message for the archive today? Um, I would title this message for the archives as uh, the one truth that will carry you in the end times the one truth that will carry you in the end times powerful teaching today brother tommy um if people would like to make yep. contact with you and your ministry is there any way they can do that <laughs> i love you brother shannon you know I, i've heard i've been on the radio with you now for a long time and i've uh, you know I've, I've not taken any offerings or asked for any money <clears throat> you know I, I run a company i pay my own way uh, like Paul the tent maker you know but we're getting ready now to go into opening up this presence center in New York and it'll be I call it Tyranius the school of the spirit the presence center uh, where I believe people will be taught from all over the world by every single means possible by radio television social media Twitter it doesn't matter I want to reach people where they are. So as we're setting that up, uh, Brother Shannon, we'll set up ways that people can get in touch with me or they can bless us financially. I believe in people need to, if you're blessed, Paul, so if a ministry blesses you spiritually, St. Paul said you should bless them with your natural gifts. That's unequivocally the word of God. So we don't want to get more spiritual here than God. So at my life, I've received millions and millions and millions, not thousands, millions of dollars have come into my ministry over the last 47 years when we needed it. Uh, right now, you know, as I said, we're just getting started on the Presence Center. We're setting up different ways for people to give from around the world, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you uh, at that time when it's right. But right now, you can always send me a letter at, uh, uh, what is my address, 829 uh, Southwest 47th Terrace, 829 Southwest 47th Terrace. That's in Cape Coral, Cape Coral, Florida. 
and that is Unit 102, Condominium 102, okay? And uh, it's Cape Coral, Florida, um, 33914. Again, and it's Tommy Hollahan, H-O-L-O-H-A-N, H-O-L-O-H-A-N. And again, it's 829 Southwest 47 Terrace, Cape Coral, Florida, Unit 102. Uh, you, sure, you can call me at uh, 239-239-440-9565. Again, 239 440-9565. Call me anytime. I'm here. I can help you in any way. We love you so much. Brother That's Tommy. That's about it, Brother Chef. Powerful word today. Close us in prayer. And I want to thank you for coming on today. It was awesome. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. I'm a servant of the Lord, you know, see. I'm a servant of the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, I come together with my son here, TJ. And one of my work is another brother in the Lord, Froggy. And we thank you for our hearers. God, there are so many situations that are represented here all over the world right now. And I can't even, I'm not you, Lord. I'm not you. You're, you're, you're God, and I'm just simply a servant. And I ask you, Lord, first of all, would you touch people with your presence all over the world right now? May they sense your nearness. For you said that in my presence is fullness of joy. And at my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. That's your word. So, Lord, let them sense your presence. Now, I bind every demon of oppression, confusion, hopelessness, and despair. You're a liar, Satan. Shut your mouth. Get away from God's people in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you put such a hunger in them for you, a hunger for you, that they'd run to the house of God. They can't wait to get to church. Or they can't wait to open up that Bible. I pray that you give them the same joy you've given my son sitting here right next to me, who got saved several months ago. And Lord, he's changed completely. Fill these hearers with the same power that you've touched him. And I'll be sure to give you all the glory, praise, and honor. Bless Brother Shannon, Lord, in every way, spiritually, financially, mentally, and physically. Undertake for him there in the Southeast Asia, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My friend, we love you. Shouts out to TJ and Froggy, and we'll be getting a date for you. Come back on soon. Powerful word, my friend. Have a great weekend. God bless you. I love you. I love you. God bless love you, you now. Too, brother. Bye-bye, Thank you, everybody. Evangelist Tommy Hollihan. I tell you, I want to thank uh, Brother Rob Wood for introducing me a year or so ago, and uh, you heard what Brother Tommy said tonight, uh, God is going to have him come on here and teach a foundational series. Well, I encourage you to um, write Brother Tommy. I'll get that address and put it in the show notes, or you can go back and just transcribe it yourself. And uh, write to him and let him know you heard him and you'd love to hear more. Listen, the best is yet to come. And I had to do some reorganizing here. But you're going to find out, as I think I'm already finding out, that it was uh, God-inspired. And um, it's all going to help us uh, do a better job than ever before here for you on this uh, podcast we call Mega Man Radio. To God be the glory. And um, I needed to make some changes there. Fix a couple broken things. Uh, also get prepared for um, things down the road and so here we are now if you're just joining me you say where's the archives Uh, go over to our new archive on Podbean 
Mega uh, Omega Man dot pod p o d b e a n like the green bean podbean.com or just go to megamanradio.com. You'll find the link there, and you'll see the archives. And I want to welcome you on board, wherever you're tuning in from, uh, to a thing we're also doing called Omega Man Reloaded. I'm going back from the beginning of time, releasing one episode per day, starting with episode one. We'll go until we finish. If the Lord tarries, it will take me 29 years uh, to catch you up from episode one to present because we have so many archives. But um, there, we'll go as far as we can, and there's just so much great stuff in there. Uh, now you two can experience it. And uh, you're probably not aware of what we have in that archive. Uh, it just gotten lost in the pile. But as I uh, am bringing them out of there, I'm trying to restore them, clean them up, of any uh, copyrighted music and uh, fix volume levels if I can, okay? And uh, try to enhance it, and then I'll put a title on it for you. That's the most important part. So there we are. I'll stick them right up in the same archive for now. I think that should work. And what I don't know is uh, when you're going in there, if uh, you're being alerted to new podcasts that are popping up, uh, from the back archive because you'll see only a few days worth of uh, shows on there and then stuff every day going forward but then I'm going backwards and so uh, will you be alerted to that? I've got to test that system so we'll see if there's any problems with that we can always set up a separate archive and and just um, put the reloaded there but for right now i got it under the same roof I, I think it will work, we'll see how it works Okay, I, know, I do know though that I can uh, I have no problem putting these things in chronological order. That's what I love about Podbean. So let me know. Um, Maria, is it uh, indicating that there's new stuff in there every time you look? You will let me know how it looks to you on your side. Now, there's going to be some apps, of course, that will come back online and carry these too. Just let me know what apps you use out there, and I'll focus on those first. I talked to Michael Cummins today, and... Uh, uh, we've got him on his new time period. Thank you, of course, uh, Maria, for also that relaying that to him. He's on board. He said it works out even better for him. And we'll have him on every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, which is 3 p.m. U.K. I'm going to try to move David Measures over there, too, to a, a similar slot, and also Elvis. So we'll see if they go for it. Uh, I'm still booking, and uh, we're going to get it filled up for you. Just give me a little bit of time. And this thing should all be running like a well-oiled machine. Okay, so just go up there. You can listen live during the day if you'd like to. And um, if you can't, you'll have that archive at Podbean for starters, and then we'll get you some more stuff there. But plenty of content. We're looking at a minimum of four new shows a day, plus the uh, the reloaded, and uh, I'm going to get speak my word going again. And then once I have this thing up to speed, I'm really going to start targeting uh, TV territory, taking it back from the enemy. I was talking about with the brother Michael today, and he was telling me about his time just a few years ago that he was on Revelation TV doing a overnight broadcast. I think he said he was on there from like 12:30 to 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. UK time, and he said that's when everybody was up that needed help, sick, demon possessed, you name it, couldn't sleep, whatever, and he got the people in the wee hours. And I thought, man, that really is a great time to target. Maybe we'll do the same thing in America. Go after some overnight time periods where the time's cheaper anyway. 
So uh, gave me a couple ideas there to pursue. Well, I want to thank you that uh, tune in and who have stayed with me. And uh, don't forget, uh, go over and um, check out our archive and share it with a friend too. Let people know. I'm doing all I can to let people know, but I don't have the, uh, the reach that I would have if we had like a mailing list or something. And um, even the mailing list was shut down by MailChimp and uh, just so many of these platforms censoring people. I just get fed up with it. That's what's really drive me off to setting up uh, offshore with some platforms that will never be censored again. So you got to be careful where you invest your time and energy because you can build it up only to have it just pulled out from underneath you. Even a mailing list. So we've got about uh, three dozen that have found the Podbean archives and started to download it. That's great. And uh, I've let people know on my Facebook page, anybody who's emailing me where the archives, I'm, I get a chance to write them back too. But uh, we could use your help to get the word out. I did put a uh, have moved audio up on SoundCloud. A few dozen have seen that. And also, um, I put one up on Blog Talk. I have one audio on both those platforms. So I still have the account, but uh, no subscription archives anymore. Just heard something bang the wall here. Okay. Are we still posting on TikTok? Um, I haven't done a TikTok broadcast in about two weeks. And when I got out of the uh, schedule of doing evening to morning, uh, that kind of put everything up topsy-turvy, as you can imagine. So I'm getting acclimated to that, and I'm going to start back probably TikTok soon. So I do have the TikTok account. Uh, what I am using it mainly, though, for right now is uploading uh, episodes of a Mega Man TV, which I need to also record. I've got eight of them in the can, so two months worth, and uh, I'm actually rerunning a few of them while I'm getting back up to speed to record again. So it's all good. Bit by bit, we'll get it done. And if you got any other questions for me, just put it in the chat room. So Maria said she did see episode two of Al Cuppet. Great. I just put that up yesterday. So you've got episode one and two of the Reloaded. Today I'll put up episode three. I'm excited to every time I pull one of these up. Um, I forgot. I, I had completely forgotten that Al Cuppet was on the second show we ever did. He was with us for a good 10 years, 12 years. Wait a minute. Uh, nope, not 12 years because he's been gone about two years. He was with us 10 years. I'm pretty sure of it. It was an honor to be able to have him on. And those, I mean, I was listening to his voice as I cut that audio. And I said, man, I miss Brother Al. Well, he's with Jesus tonight. And Uncle Johnny and Granddad Weber and everybody else that went before him and the twin brothers. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun here in this program and in the days ahead. So um, help us where you can by getting word out that, yes, we are still live. We're broadcasting on that new schedule. And uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. And also, um, where they can find the archives. And then bit by bit, we'll get all this sorted out. I think these are positive moves, though. I know some of you have got to love that you get more sleep. 
And uh, Brother Wes, I'm sure, is happy that we're starting at 10 a.m. instead of at uh, 8 a.m. because he'd have to get up at 4 a.m. to listen to these shows. <laughs> so 6 a.m., that's a little bit better, Brother Wes. So praise the Lord. Yes, uh, Alaska may be the last man standing in America. And uh, beautiful, beautiful state, as I mentioned. I would love to be there about right now. If I had my druthers, I would live in Alaska for three months out of the year. Uh, give me, or four, let's do four. May, June, July, and August. Okay, then it's time to take a trip. <laughs> Gets cold. I really enjoyed it up there. And uh, again, stayed out in the area of Chickaloon. And it was a treat just going into town. It was a 45-minute trip just about. Go for Go up to mile 81. Highway, uh, mile marker 81, go up to Glen Allen Highway rather, go up to the intersection where you can uh, through Palmer or you could divert over to Wasilla if I recall, go to Cars Grocery Store stop by Burger King uh, what else was over there? there weren't a lot of great restaurants there was like a Chinese restaurant over there um, there was a theater though, we'd go to the theater sometime that was a treat, or just usually just drive on up to Anchorage if you're going to like go out to dinner and get a movie or something. But uh, really enjoyed it out there. Uh, if you're ever in that area, drop by a mile marker 81, the Last Frontier Ranch. And uh, Dave King's father, Dwayne King, uh, was able to purchase the property there and keep it going. And they have a big um, flight center up there. They train bush pilots. We've got a restaurant there on the grounds now and um, big uh, tarmac planes flying in all the time. They do fixed wing and rotary wing up there and train Christian bush pilots, Dwayne King. Okay, Major Tom, Don't okay, let's see. we got six minutes. Thank you for reminding me. I was looking at the clock here. Okay, uh, Tom Mack and Major Tom will be on. We're going to get him on. Uh, Tom, I'm bringing you both in on Skype, correct? So, there we are. Um, I had a dream. And I, when I woke up this morning, I told Jeremiah, who was, who was up, he, was, he slept late today, which was good. And I told him so I wouldn't forget. But I had dreamt, and now it's starting to fade, but um, that triggered me to fire off an email to Professor Tom Mackin requests that he put together a program one of these weeks on the uh, ELS equidistant lettering system sequence where God's signature is in the uh, the Bible and I had a dream that I was looking at a, a piece of computer software and there was a signature in it so that the enemy couldn't come in there and, and hack it and corrupt it and it was a white rabbit character uh, next to the alphanumeric. I don't know what that means, but when I woke up, I was thinking uh, ELS. And then I remembered that I read the other day that Michael Drosnan, who came out with a couple books on the Bible code, uh, died, I guess, during COVID. And uh, I thought we've never really went into that as deeply as we could. And the guy to do it is Professor Tom Mack. It's kind of a strange dream. But uh, Jeremiah is very observant, and he was looking at our Roku channel the other day, and he said, hey, Dad, Dad, what's that, I, what's that uh, little 
flame next to um, some of the searches here in the YouTube search box. And I hadn't picked up on that before. And I looked, oh, I said, oh, there is. Look at that. And I said, well, those must be the search terms that are really hot right now that people are searching on. And I don't know if that was extrapolated into my dream, but there was more to the dream. I can't remember now. But I just remember a white rabbit icon character that was embedded in there, and it was made apparent to me that it was there so the enemy couldn't come in and corrupt the code. So if that triggered the ELS talk, then so be it. But I think we need to cover that because that's pretty amazing what God did supernaturally, putting his signature in the actual Bible. So how can you be sure that what you're reading is uh, God's word? Uh, Because there's so much deception out there that people have been fed the lie that CERN has fired up and is changing and deleting history. Well, that's why you would want an ELS code in there. So you know if it's been tampered with. And uh, God knows all about it. He knew that enemy would try to tamper the word. And how is it going to be tampered if you got the ELS code in there? So that's all I'm going to say. We'll leave it to the experts to bring all that history out. Talk about the Bible codes. God's signature there. God also has a signature in our DNA. Apparently. Do we want to be going in there and changing our DNA through mRNA technology? Do we want to be a mutant? That's what transhumanism is all about. Turning you and I into a mutant or a hybrid. Hollywood is promoting it. Oh, you want to be a mutant. School of the mutants. Have superpowers. You think that's by accident? No. No, this is an advertising blitz using movies to reach the kids and make them desire to be mutants transhumanism and they're going to think they're going to get superpowers well I don't know to what extent those mutagenic changes are going to uh, you know change life for a human being but uh, could it have eternal effects on you I don't want to take that chance I don't think so at this point in time but it could end your life a lot sooner than someone who hasn't. That's why I have to say, again, I saw this on a t-shirt, I'll repeat it. Unvaccinated sperm is the new Bitcoin. It will only increase in value as the gene pool continues to be mutated through mRNA programs, like we saw with COVID-19, which is all this you know, transhumanism, transgenderism. Enemy is coming in there and trying to corrupt the bloodline. Noah was perfect in his generations. His DNA had not been corrupted. That's the way I read that. And the enemy wants to repeat Genesis 6 again. God have mercy. Create mutants. Put some DNA in there of an animal or a plant. Turn you into a chimera. God have mercy. There's a movie that you may not want to watch. But if you need to understand the truth, you may need to watch it. It's called Splice. If you want to know what was going on during Genesis 6, watch it. But let me just say it is graphic. Splice. I saw it one time uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, 
it was the last movie, and I went out there, and there's like one other guy coming out of the theater, and I was so shocked, and I looked at him, and I said, that's Genesis 6, Days of Noah. I think he was shocked, too. Okay, we're ready to go right on time. Splice. Probably be better you didn't watch it. But if you have watched it, then you know what I'm talking about. That's what the enemy intends. There's some sexual content in there. Just give you a heads up. Whatever you do, don't watch the movie with Burt Reynolds called Deliverance. People say, why do you use the word exorcism? Well, the world doesn't know what Deliverance is. But they know it as a Burt Reynolds movie. Never watch that movie. Whatever you do, don't do it. And I mean that. I made a mistake of watching it twice. I wish I never had. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get our guest on. I'm going to save this program. We'll be right back.